Welcome to Rebel FM episode 129, the God Shut Up edition. I'm Anthony Guy, who's with me is Matt Changenet. God Shut Up. And Arthur Geese. And that's fucking it. <laughs> that's it. Oh, I can talk. Oh, sorry, I thought I had to shut up. <laughs> that's it. Everyone else is dead in the, on Earth. Yep. We're the only three left after the rapture. We're doing this podcast for no one. <laughs> Ryan is actually moping about not liking Soul Calibur as much as he thought he did last week when we talked about it. Um, That's true. So obviously with only three of us here, and it's kind of a slow season, like uh, right now I'm... I'm this I'm, week is slow. Yeah, that's what I mean. This right like right now I'm, I'm playing The Darkness, but I can't tell you about The Darkness yet. Yeah, I'm hoping to get a copy of that in the next day or two. So. Did you attack The Darkness? Uh, yes, I brought that one back. I did. I did that. So so yeah. So the, so, lots of littler littler games, littler <laughs> games, and uh, and you know we're gonna read some of your letters and and probably end up dicking around more than usual. I don't know. Uh, if we're lucky. So, I like I, a good deep deep dicking around. I mean, just to be clear, I've played more Star Wars. Matt, have you played more Star Wars? I have played more all Star right. Wars. Well, that's that's the end of that. Yeah, that's that's all we needed to do. I mean, there. is it any different, or is it just still more of the same thing? I mean, I've moved on to my second story arc, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and, and, uh, I, and I've been playing. Uh, I started playing a, a Republic light side Jedi consular. I really just like consular. Uh, I don't like to like when it comes to that. One thing I will say about that game that maybe we haven't talked about that much is once I finish my story missions on a planet mm-hmm. for my class. Mm-hmm. I'm really not interested in being there anymore. Like, Me either. It's like I, I do the other shit because I'll be trying to get some gear or trying to level up because I actually did go to one planet one time when I was done with the story missions and just was like, I don't want to do any of the heroic stuff. It's a pain in the ass to find a group and just went on to the next planet and I ended up being like two levels too low and it was a pain in the ass. So Right. So that's what I'm saying. I end up doing it to get myself caught up to level, but the story yeah. is really still like I can't picture myself playing that game when i when i finish my story yeah like doing the typical wow end game thing i have no i know zero interest in that me either so i think this this might be the first mmo that's going to be very much like a a more traditional video game where it's like i finish the story and i'm like and i'm done with it yeah so i would have to agree um non it's it's just a an unusually long single player rpg exactly uh, With lots of bullshit thrown in between the interesting parts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so an unusually long single player RPG. Like, yeah. They usually have a bunch of bullshit. Well, well, what it, well, what you really need, I think actually what would make this game a lot of fun for the way you and I play it would be like, uh, uh, are you playing Republic or? I'm playing, uh, I don't know anyone that's playing Republic, like choosing oh, okay. to, to play Republic. Yeah. So like maybe, maybe when you want to play a Republic character, mine will be up high level enough that I can just like run you through all the bullshit stuff really fast so that you can do your story missions. And I like to tag along to other people's story missions just because that yeah, is the most too. interesting. Let me ask yeah. you a question, both of you. Um, so Star Wars had the good fortune of coming out 
at the end of a month after everything else came out. Yeah. And nothing really came out this month. Right. Obviously. Nope. Not even Gotham City Imposters, which was supposed to come out. Right. Um, however, next week begins the tirade of releases known as November Part 2. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Can... 2012 edition. Can what you're doing in Star Wars, The Old Republic, withstand the onslaught of new games that are coming out over the next eight or nine weeks? Honestly, I doubt it. No. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's Reckoning next week, which I'm super uh-huh. interested in. Me yeah, too. That's actually going to be one I think I shelf for a later date. One though. of the things... Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I'm reviews editor at the the project. Currently known as Fox Games. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, being review editor means getting in games like, say, Reckoning and saying, man, I can't wait to play this, and then walking to UPS and spending $43 to overnight it to West Virginia. Right. I mean, that's everybody's job in the <laughs> games industry. A lot of times you're like, oh, we got copies of what? The only one? Fuck. Yeah. Uh, and I have to spread the love. And also, I am dibbing the shit out of Mass Effect 3. So, Yeah, um, that's the one I'm most looking forward well, to. Yeah, if, so, if you have that, then you got to spread the love. So there's yeah. Reckoning... Um, I don't... February 14th seems a little slim. I just can't remember. No, the Vita comes out on the four, uh, around the 14th. Well, the, the early early that. release for the Vita is the 14th. So if you... If there, there is a pre-order bundle that you can order where you get advanced release where you get it a week early. Oh, is it mm-hmm. the 21st? Is that when it comes out? Uh, yeah. There's some other stuff coming out the 14th. 22nd. And then like the 28th is SSX and Syndicate. Both of which I'm looking forward to because I yeah. really enjoyed SSX. Screw yeah. you. Oh yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to SSX too. That game was awesome. And this new one, it it looks like uh, they. It totally has all of the vibe of the old one. With, I never like, played the old ones at all. It really have the vibe. I think it, it has. Does. I mean, it looks kind of realistic. I, I know, never, but but I mean the vibe as in. Uh, it they didn't go the full skate route with it, you know. It's not a totally new control scheme. There's going to be lots of, I'm sure there's going to be lots of like using all the shoulder buttons and all the face buttons to do crazy tricks, you know, just like the old SX had. Even I, though there is a lot of stuff that's going to be on the, is it the right thumbstick or the left thumbstick? The I can't right remember. Thumbstick. But but it's not going to be like all thumbsticks like skate is. I haven't played it, and uh, I I never played I never played <laughs> the old SSXs, but I do I played a little enjoy. Bit Oh, so you know what comes out this month that I want to play? The new EA Tennis game. I know. But it, really? looks, it looks cool. Huh. Is it a Kinect game or anything? Huh? You can say, I mean... I Do mean, you want that? I, I have a copy of that. Oh, yeah. I want to try it, yeah. Okay. I love I like tennis games. Although, at this point, I do feel a little out of touch with tennis, because it's like... I, I even was watching my coworker play it, and I was like, oh, I don't know who these people are. You know my favorite... Yeah. I was like, I just don't know who these people are anymore. You know what my favorite tennis game is? Uh, Rockstar Meyer Table Tennis. tennis. For oh, yeah, Rockstar, Rockstar Table, table Tennis. tennis. The fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> the Xbox version no, was actually, good. The Wii I, version kind of I sucks. liked Rockstar Table Tennis a lot. That game was amazing. I liked it, and it came out at like $29 at the time, which yeah. was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game I was really, really like good. The Tennis and Connect Sports. Or That's the actually, Table Tennis and Connect Sports. Yeah, it is good. It's really good. Yeah. But Mario Tennis 64 is a great tennis game. Yeah, the, the Table Tennis in... Uh, in Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort was actually really good too. Right, because they use Motion Plus. Because they use Motion Plus. Yep. Um, all the baseball games and stuff come out soon. Um, Mass Effect is the sixth. Uh, Max Payne is May now. I actually forgot about Max May Payne. May now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Spec Ops is mid-April. Yeah. 
So I mean, yeah, there's there's an onslaught of stuff. So yeah, to yeah, answer your question, I'll have to table some of them, the longer ones, in mm-hmm. favor of Star Wars, with the exception of Mass Effect, that will not get tabled. Like these I, are the, shit, shit. I'm looking at all the games that come out <laughs> right now. There, there probably would. I probably would have stopped playing Star Wars already in favor of Tribes if it wasn't for the fact that I've had to spend a lot of money on other stuff recently that's not gaming related, and I can't afford to go in and do like you know all the microtransactions that I want. The reason I can I tell want. you that I, I, I wouldn't stop playing Star Wars in a lot of ways is, is so my, my playtime in Star Wars is directly related to uh, how much my friends are playing. Mm. So if my friends all stop to play other games, I'll stop to play other games mm-hmm. just because I won't be interested. Even though I play mostly by myself, mm-hmm. I do not like to play an MMO if I'm not talking to people. Yeah, I do the same thing too. Like I hop online and all my friends that are, you know, uh, not in Northern California that I don't see all the time or whatever, we just chat and guild chat, you know. Exactly. So so just to, I, I mean, I have a calendar in front of me that's our, our game release list for February. Just to, to go through everything that's coming out in February that's going to make you not care about Star Wars anymore. <laughs> uh, that should be an article. Awesome Knots comes out, Gotham City Imposters. What's Awesome Knots? Uh, it's an Xbox Live Arcade game. Hmm. Retro City awesome. Rampage supposedly coming out this month. Shank 2, Darkness 2, Inversion. Not that anyone really cares about Inversion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's next week, actually, hmm. along with Reckoning and Darkness. I won't be playing that. Uh, Rhythm Heaven for Wii comes out. A lot of people care about that. That'd yeah, cool. that's, I mean, that's because it's one of the last Wii games. <laughs> Jagged Alliance comes out on PC uh, on the 14th. Hmm. Syndicate. Uh, yeah. Touch My Katamari Asura's Wrath comes out this month what's that one That's I still am not super familiar with it but... Asura's Wrath is the one with the, the dude fighting the giant planet sized dude among other things oh yeah, oh. yeah. people yelling uh, lots of people <laughs> yelling uh, let's see Binary Domain comes out this month which I'm actually kind of interested in I, that game yeah. has like totally gone a flip I, side like everyone was like Binary Domain who gives a fuck and then yeah. that li- that trailer came out recently made a lot of people exactly. even in my own office be like huh I haven't yeah. seen that but I played a couple of hours of it in December and it was actually not terrible now, I yeah, remember I mean, talking about writing. it in December too yeah <laughs> um, SSX comes out on the 28th Hyperdimension yes. Neptunia some people actually care about um and then March 6th is Mass Effect 3, both baseball games in Ridge Racer, um, Silent Hill HD Collection, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Shitload of Vita games come out in the next yeah. four and, or five and, weeks. Uh, and a new MMO being co-published by EA. What's so, that? Secret World. I mean, now uh, granted, that's been off a lot of people's radars, but the one thing I will say is that the people I know that have played it Told mm-hmm. me that it like like Star Wars, it's f- extremely story driven. With like can't like, and they don't just do like you know, Star Wars when it's telling a story, it just does like one camera angle, mm-hmm. either directly on the guy or two camera angles, either mm-hmm. directly on the guy or looking at the guy from behind your character's like mm-hmm. head. And this game, it's like it's done like a cinematic, swooping cameras, you know, like ground shots, high shots, like whatever is the There's most a dramatic. Little bit of that in Star Wars, right? But this is like but, I've just yeah. been told. That I know what you're saying. Yeah, Star Wars is, has hardly any of that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and 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 to be fair, the other reason that Secret World, like I'm at least like, I'm curious about it. I doubt I'll play it just because I don't have time in my life for two MMOs. Mm-hmm. But is uh, it's the stories and all the writing, like the guy behind all the masterminding the stories, Ragnar Tornquist, mm-hmm. who is the guy that did you know games like The Longest Journey. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and it's modern day. 
Yeah, exactly. Also, and then there's a bunch of Xbox Live Arcade stuff coming out this month. Yes, there is. Uh, I think Warp, Warp, and Warp comes out, right? Soon, yeah, in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, and then Alan Wake's American Nightmare comes out really soon. Yeah, shit, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Shank is supposed to be out next week, I think. Yeah, yeah that's what you just said. Well, that's I gave a nebulous release date because when oh. I did this, I didn't have a release date. But yeah, there's just there's some hot shit coming out, man. There is definitely, and uh, and it's going to be really hard for Star Wars to compete for my attention because really, it's like a lot of the reason that I've been playing Star Wars is just because I haven't wanted to spend some money on other stuff, and it's sort of been my my cure for boredom. Um, it's not that I haven't had fun playing it; I just don't see it. I just don't see it going anywhere that WoW hasn't already gone, and I'm already tired of WoW once you get to the end game. So, aside from Star Wars, yeah, I did try Tribes, the game. That oh, you're nice, about. cool. And I will say that that game, like that game, is pretty fucking cool. Like it's been years since I played a Tribe game. I think mm-hmm. the last Tribe style game I played was on that website that had like the browser based one. Yeah, it did. That, that was. Uh... Shit. They had a bunch of games like a tank game and all yeah, kinds yeah, yeah. of stuff, but that, that's what they were known for was like cool browser-based games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, InstantAction.com. InstantAction.com, yeah. yeah. Um, but this is this game looks like if they were to release this right now as a retail product, I would mm-hmm. be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like it looks like it should be done. It does. It feels like it too when you play it. It is... it That shit straight up tribes, yo. Yeah, and that's what I will say is that that requires a whole different skill, uh, like shooter skill set than I am... I have, like, I am not used to, even though there's, I'm not dealing with lag and stuff anymore, mm-hmm. uh, you still have to do some crazy predictive shots in that game. <laughs> you do, because yeah. Because the range that you're often fighting each other but the, is the, just insane. But the great thing about Tribes is, like, it has just enough air control, and this is the great thing about the Tribes too, and that they've really done well in Tribes Ascend, is you have just enough air control to get you out of trouble, but your air control is just bad enough that... If you if you get caught without having enough uh, jetpack power to like move you in one way or another, uh, people really can see where their arc is going to go, and you get used to like how fast the spin fuser fires or what the arc is on the grenade launcher and stuff like that. And and it, it's uh, it's just one of those natural things, you know. Like humans are really good at uh, predictive motion, and uh, the the emotion that you can do in tribes in concert with the motion that your weapons have is really nice. One thing that's really strange to me, though, is like when you're using the assault rifle, um, it's, it's an instant hit. Yeah. It's like your the velocity on the rounds is... Uh, that's true. There's no leading. There's no, there's no leading with the assault rifle. You or just pistols. Have to, yeah. Yeah, true. and that actually feels really strange to me because I was... I don't know because I didn't I didn't use the pistols or the assault rifles all that much in Tribes Two unless I was in close range or the assault rifle anyway um, unless I was in close range and like but this one it just feels strange to me to be trying to put my reticle right on the guy when every other weapon you know has an actual travel distance for the projectiles. That's true. That the, being uh, said, I use my pistol and stuff like crazy in this one. I haven't like, used my pistol much. Oh, I just—it's my finish them off weapon. Anytime they're oh, low, yeah. it's like pull out that and. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's just like so many free games coming out, like tribes. Yeah. I just can't believe that, like on its own. Yeah. I well, I'm really looking forward to, like I said, putting in a little bit of cash to unlock some of the some of the equipment because I want to see how the sniper feels because in tribes two, I was 
fucking uh, death incarnate with a sniper rifle and a grenade launcher. It was the, I just had like the, I, and it wasn't because like I'm an, I'm an especially awesome FPS player. It was just because I just played that class so much and I got so good at harassing people, even with like, you know, you would have a heavy and you just keep headshotting them over and over again until they get pissed at you and then they come at you, but they, but unless they're really good at skiing, they can't catch you, you know, it just, uh, it was such a fun class to play. And I want to unlock that in Tribes Ascend and see how it is there. Because like the the cool thing with a sniper in Tribes 2 is whenever you fired a sniper shot, everybody could see where you were because it was a solid a red beam. line. Yeah. It's a beam, yeah. And I, and honestly, either nobody uses the sniper or it doesn't work like that in this one because I haven't seen any beams. Uh, when I've played, I've pretty much seen nobody use anything but the soldier. Like, yeah. It's just been... Spin fusers. Yeah, it makes me wonder if people just haven't unlocked shit. You know, that's my guess. Yeah, I mean, they're only they've the beta invites have gone out pretty slow. Yeah, they have. So, yeah. um, I'm sure that game will will not be even be the same game we're talking about <laughs> in yeah. like you know six months. Yeah, totally um, true. But yeah, I don't know. I, I've been playing a little bit of that, and then uh, in the so a couple of iOS games that people should check out is uh, you should check out Assassin's Creed Rearmed. Like that's I, the, the, the screenshots of that are so really cool. It's basically Assassin's Creed, like Brotherhood, or uh, what was the one before Brotherhood? Uh, two, two, <laughs> yeah. Re- uh, Revelations was the most recent. One. Oh yeah, Revelations and Brotherhood. Sorry, Revelations right. and oh, Brotherhood. Okay. You know, they're multiplayer. It's basically those, mm. except done in a completely overhead perspective. Yeah, but it's, it's still the same thing. You still like it's a bunch of clones running around the battlefield, and you have to make sure you're matching NPC behavior. Right. And trying to find your targets and killing them with your special abilities and breaking cover and running at the right times. like, And it's totally free. And the, the funny thing is when I look at uh, a lot of screenshots for iPhone games, there isn't very often where I look at them and think, oh, I need to buy that because, or in this case, I need to download it because it's free. I don't think that a lot in, because I've been burned by that, by screenshots. And iPhone games really are more about gameplay than they are about whether or not they take pretty screenshots. Correct. It's, it's really hard to tell through a screenshot of an iPhone game how it's going to play. But this is one of those times where that's an exception. I looked at this, I looked at the, the Assassin's Creed game and I was like, huh, this actually looks really cool. Because it's like, how often do you see something that's like 100% top down? You know, it's not isometric. You know, it's it's just like straight up like a top down thing. I was like, and I instantly got that like, okay, I understand how this could work. Yeah, it basically just proves that the gameplay that was really good in Revelations and everything, like that multiplayer, it's good because it's just like like the the idea is so good yeah. that it can even translate from being like third person to a straight up overhead and it still functions as a fun mechanic. Exactly. I mean, like I think it's not quite a genre, but I think of it in my head almost like that. You know, other people could take this this idea of having to go along with the AI Yeah, and... It's it's just like that that sniper game that we saw at PAX and uh, GDC at yeah. the IGF and stuff. I can't. I don't know why I can't remember it right now. I don't remember either. We've talked about it on the show, so. Uh, but it's that same kind of thing, you know, where it's like you have to look like you have to look like you're a dumb computer. Yeah, and that's what makes. I just think it's so fun, and the fact that it's free. Mm-hmm. It's just like. You know, but Arthur, like Arthur said, right? It's a great for raising brand awareness. Yeah, well, I mean, and it, it has in-game purchases you can buy. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, they can ninety nine dollars to I mean, buy. And, and let's be honest, like Assassin's Creed has sold 
tens of millions of copies. Yeah. So there's a market out there. People want that game. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Truth. Another game that everyone should check out, and I, I hope this comes to Android and everything too. It's called Z Day, hmm. and and I love this game. Well, it's, so it's less a game. It's basically just an interactive storybook, uh, except it, all the art that's in the background and stuff and music, but the art that's done in the background is obviously supposed to be like Kirkman's Walking Dead comics. Hmm. Nice. Um, so it's like, it's like black and white, you know, that sort of thing. But the, it, the you know, one thing I will say is it's only nine cents, but it is annoying that it always starts off the same. Mm. Um, so a lot of the choices you end up making the early part of the same, but you're just trying to see how far you can get. I've never survived. Really? But it's always like right off the bat. It's like, you wake up and zombies are attacking. You hear scratching at your front door. Mm-hmm. Which shoes? What type of shoes will you put on for this event? <laughs> and it's like you can choose like if, you know if running you choose shoes, the wrong shoes, you flip die. flops. Yeah, you know. And it's like they're scratching at the door. Should you confront what's on the other side of the door, or should you run out the back? You know that sort of thing. Right. Uh, something sounds like it's in the kitchen. Should you stop and search for supplies, or just get running? Mm-hmm. You know stuff like that. And you have to, and you can gather other survivors, and then mm-hmm. you can fight together. So that's it's, pretty cool. It, it, it is just really cool. It's like a great way to kill like 10 minutes and then it gives you like your ratings. And basically I have a, the best I've ever done is a 50, 50 chance. I'll survive the zombie apocalypse. Most <laughs> of the time the game tells me I'm, I'll be lucky to survive the first two hours. Wow. So, Damn. That's a fast spreading fucking zombie apocalypse. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Um, is it a, so it's called Z day. Yeah. Z dash day. All right. Um, I think I got to download this. And then uh, there another a couple of games that I'm not really going to talk about, but people should check out. One's called Corpse Craft. It's basically a match three game, except by matching three, you summon zombies to battle the other players' zombies. Mm-hmm. And the other one is this new game called Call of Cthulhu Wasted Land, and it's just a really cool turn-based strategy game, and it's great production value. Just like one of those rare iPhone games that comes out and it's not like feed me water or something, you know, just like <laughs> another physics puzzler. It's like actually right. doing something cool that makes it feel like it's, you know, this is like a ga- a real, a real game that's cool being done in a way that works for iOS platforms. And one game that I actually played, uh, for the, really for the first time, um, even though it's been out forever, they released an update, uh, is rage HD. You saw me playing it, you know, when you came in. Yeah, I know that they recently added, like, even better visuals for character models and stuff. And the the thing is, is, like, I couldn't play it before when I first got it because I had a 3GS and it just played like shit. But on my my 4S, you know, it runs like a dream and uh, it actually controls surprisingly well. The whole idea of having kind of a narrow field of view that you tilt the phone to aim with and it auto walks forward, you know, like an old shooting gallery game or whatever. It's fun. That's why Doom that they that they released also worked really well. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that game is totally like one of those, like a great example of an iPhone game that both looks good but also doesn't play terribly because a lot of those other games mm-hmm. that look really good, they're usually trying to uh, so closely mimic some sort of console game that they try and shoehorn it onto the platform with mm-hmm. controls that are just awful. Mm-hmm. So. This um, one does a this one does a really good job. I yeah. was I was surprised because this, like I said, this is the first time today. Even is the first time that I've ever really played it. And uh, yeah, anyway, might be worth picking up if. In fact, just after uh, hearing you Did talk you, about Rage, Arthur, it might even be better than Rage. I mean, it knows what it is and focuses on it, so there's that. 
<laughs> Did you never play Rage? Am I the only one in this room that played Rage? No, I, never I played did. like the first two hours, and then I I was borrowing a copy, so I needed. And at the time, my PC was fucked, mm. right? So I just need to play it on PC at this point. Yeah, I just I just never did because. Uh, Do you need to play it on PC? Do you need to play it? <laughs> I mean, I, I'd like to just to know. I've played plenty of well, worst so, worst shooters just because I'm like, you know, it's another shooter I want to be familiar. Well, so that's what I was going to ask. Like, how did you feel about it while you were playing it? It was okay. He it shrugs. Had, it had some fun moments, mm. and I liked I liked the way the certain character models looked a lot. And see, it's exactly that kind of ringing endorsement why I didn't play it. The character mm. models, like I just had more time to consider that game, and I think the character models that look okay are the ones that are in towns that's what i mean Mm. that's what i mean and i think that the reason that those characters look okay is because they bake in the lighting of those characters in the towns oh yeah um so the lighting in those characters actually looks mostly correct because they're never going to leave that spot (laughs) right um they do this they do the same thing in the in the iphone rage like you can like the characters and the cutscenes are really cool looking, but you can tell that the lighting's baked in because as they move, the shadow doesn't change. Yeah, um, but I mean that's a fucking iPhone game. Yeah, exactly. And you expect technical <laughs> compromises like that on an iPhone game, right? Right. But maybe not Whereas from an id like PC game. Infinity Blade, I'm pretty sure, is using real time lighting. It is. Um, fuck. Let's golf on my Android phone uses real time lighting. <laughs> so I don't know. Bleh. Wow, you're right. This uh, this Z Day game has exactly the Walking Dead art. I mean, it's 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 obviously trying to capture. That, it's easy that, that to art. ape that yeah. style. Sure, you know, but I'm just saying it's the way that they overlay black and whites and mm-hmm. and they they use reds at certain points to be very like you know to be in very sharp relief. Like mm-hmm. it's like very intentional. Yeah. So, um, Arthur, have you uh, played anything in the last week? New yeah, World? No, nothing new. I don't think. No, nothing new. Um, I got Soul Calibur, but I don't want to play it without sticks. Fair enough. Not even with your fight pad? No, I think... Son of a bitch, I think I lent somebody at IGN my fight pad. I think I lent Ryan Clements my fight pad. I will acquire that for you. Let me double check and make sure that I don't have it and can't find it. Um, But, uh... So I got that, but I didn't play it. Uh, last Late last week, I started a Bulletstorm again. Just because. Yeah, why not? Because, I mean, speaking of Rage, like a game that does the kinds of stuff that Rage almost seemed to kind of want to do in some regards, Bulletstorm does it all better. Mm. Um, I was playing that game recently, and I can't remember why now. <laughs> now it's bothering me. What, Bulletstorm? <laughs> Were you yeah. playing it on PC? Ah, uh, yes. I yeah, was playing it to yeah. capture for best graphics of 2011 on That game PC. looks like there are parts of it that look rough. Yeah, um, that look like a console game, but there are a lot of parts of that game on PC in particular that are just stunning. Yeah, especially like that is that is the most colorful uh, Unreal Engine three shooter I think easily. Is that something that's are they going to do a sequel for that or is it just I, kind of a, you know the ending demands that they do it does, but like uh, I don't ever remember reading anywhere that that game it did, sold it particularly sold well below expectations. You yeah. know uh, what game is Unreal Three and a good, colorful shooter though? Hmm. What's that? Uh, uh, tribes. Uh, tribes. Yeah, that's an Unreal Three game. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. It's very colorful. Anyways. Um, I mean, Section 8 
the the most recent section eight is also unreal and it's colorful but i don't think anything's quite as just like wit the way that bullet storm is well um, bullet storm has really nice shadows uh, and god rays and oh god the god has lots of god rays and really true. great environment like just atmospheric uh filtering and stuff like that um Yep. So yeah, man, Boltstorm is a really good game, and I'm really I'm bummed that more people didn't get a chance to try it. And sometimes I wonder, well, is it because like it, like I, I mean, did my giving it an eight mean to some people that it wasn't worth playing? Like, well, you did give Crisis a nine. I did give Crisis a nine. I think the Crisis is a more well-rounded, better game. Yeah. But that doesn't make Bulletstorm not <sighs> a good game. I mean, I'm <laughs> sure it was a number of things. It was like a franchise that no one recognized and yeah. a terrible fucking game cover like every game cover for that game was terrible and the advertising was terrible yeah yeah i mean the whole thing about that game was like the the because at first blush your immediate impression is going to be oh this is just a frat boy shooter but it's actually a lot more intelligent than that and yeah. it's funny because it's so well written it's almost thoughtful <laughs> almost yeah <laughs> um, surprisingly so and i mean that's maybe that i think that's part of its charm for me is that it it really is contrary to what you expect it to be but those expectations i'm sure harmed it in the long run which is unfortunate because i agree with you it is quite a good game and i think people can fly is just going to be stuck making gears of war stuff now that epic is epic mm. proper is moving on to whatever their next ip is i can believe it that um, or not dead block. God, no. Uh, F- Fortnite is what Fortnite. you're thinking. Fortnite. Uh, that dead game. block. Yes. I got a press release a couple days ago that said dead block is coming to PC. I'm like, cool. Yeah, Other that's news, why I was thinking. Cancer about it. is coming to your mom. <laughs> Aww. Um, I hope cancer is not coming to your mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, uh, uh, I I have a correction to make about um when I when I was talking about the the rat seven mouse that I got. Uh huh. Uh, I was talking about the way that the buttons work. And uh, so it's definitely growing on me. Um, One of the reasons is like, uh, I was talking about how it has has that uh, index, that side index finger button. Right. That actually isn't the one that changes the DPI. The button that changes the DPI is right below the mouse wheel. So it's kind of out of the way and you only really need to hit it if you want to hit it. Um, the index finger button, the way that it actually does is it, it changes modes of the mouse. So you have three programmable modes. And the only thing is, is a mode is basically... Just <laughs> Sorry. Anthony is manipulating his dog's face with its paws. You were saying about the mouse? <laughs> that, that was unbearably cute. Um, the So like... Um, you hit that button with your index finger and then all and then that changes it to like mode 2 and mode 2 is basically a whole new slate of program of the buttons being programmed so you can have like presets for like certain games you like and basically. well and you can switch you can have you can switch to the presets actually you can have in the profiler it can load profiles based off uh, a game and then that game can have three modes so the, even though the mouse doesn't have as many buttons as like I would want, like on another kind of mouse, you it, can switch between it, different sets. Of it buttons. does if you switch between the modes. Wow! And it's cool because like you know you're in a game. How do you know which mode you're on when you just press the button, other than by testing them out? Well, it has uh, the LED that's embedded into that button changes color based on what mode you're on. Hmm. And uh, it's actually really slick because in where I've run into this being useful in Star Wars is my consular 
is a healer. And so I, I've been, I have a mode where it's just like me soloing and my, my companion is a tank character. So I have like buttons bound for all that kind of stuff. And then when I'm grouping with people, I just change the mode so that like the mouse buttons are my most readily accessible healing spells. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, this mouse speak. I was like, this mouse is actually a lot more versatile than I thought. Because because at first I thought, all right, well, it has these buttons, but it has buttons that I can't program to do anything. Well, I can actually, the buttons that it does have, have three times as many options as I thought they did before. Right. So the question is just whether or not that changing those modes is actually useful in a game, like a Twitch game, you know, like how fast can I switch between the modes to have more buttons? Like a, a really good example would be like, if I, like, if I keep using this mouse and get really into Tribes Ascend, you there's a million tra- uh, commands that you can do in Tribes. So, like, can I switch between the modes quick enough to make that useful to me? Anyway. Can you? I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know yet. I, I mean, for me, like, a gaming mouse is sort of not my thing because if I'm playing a game on a PC, I'd really rather just be using a controller. Yeah, I, uh, I just I can I will always contend that there are games that are better with a mouse. Than so I was playing one such game that you probably want a mouse for a lot of times. Mm. This week I was playing the new Counter Strike uh, Global Offensive. Really? And and uh, man, I suck at that game. <laughs> See, for me, like I may not be as competitive as someone using a mouse, but even if I were using a mouse, I wouldn't be as competitive as those fucking crazy people. Did you always a, suck at Counter Strike in the past? I was never. I was never good. Yeah, but uh, I was good for a fraction of a second. But man, right now the only people playing in the beta are like hardcore <sighs> are kids. mutants. Yeah, and they're also sure. and they've also been playing Dust like mm. forever. Mm-hmm. So like I go in there and they know every nook and cranny, every place to hide, and it's just yep. like all I did is get headshot for ten minutes. And I was like, <laughs> wow, this looks a lot better than original Counter Strike, and even better than Counter Strike Source. But man. <laughs> <laughs> ass beat central on that which is why i mean on the 360 or the ps3 you might actually stand a better chance because it's yeah. a different audience yeah. yeah that's what i'm hoping for why do people love <laughs> dust so much that is for some reason that has become the counter-strike it, yeah is it, was it i was just that the never first counter-strike it. map no it wasn't it it was uh i think it may have been a beta like when they got out of beta or like beta 1.3 or something like that it definitely wasn't the first map but it was instantly the most popular map after it was released and i think it may just be that i got sick of it might be why i hate it so much right now if you play counter-strike go beta that's pretty much all you're playing yeah so i'm wondering if like there's just if you're a super hardcore counter-strike player if there's really good reasons why that map is so good because for somebody like me i don't fucking get it anyway yeah um also start up mass effect 2 again because i lost my safe Aww. Are you trying to play through it the way you did last time for the most part? It's not hard for me to do that because I play those games in a particular way. Yeah. Which is to say, not like a fucking asshole. I'm just saying, so you're <laughs> romancing the same people that you romanced before? Probably. So. I mean, like, the reason that I did that character... Like, I don't go into games like that saying, well, I wonder what happens if I do this. It's like, I want to do this, and that's what I do. Yeah, I'm because, just saying, like, like, when I played through it twice, moment, one time yeah. I romanced Jack, one time I rom- romanced Miranda. Mm-hmm. Right, and I, like, mm-hmm. I, I've seen those options, but tally is of the the three sort of love interests in there is the one that i i I like like the one that resonates with me the one that's like the most interesting so like that's the one that i'll pick right um as fun as it is to see shepherd and jack cuddle 
<laughs> because that's like that's the only like love interest that you don't bang uh, in that game. I didn't know that. Like if you fuck Jack, she will never be a love interest. Well, I think she has sex with you right before you go into battle. But uh No, you cuddle. Oh, do you? Yes, you cuddle with her and she cries. Huh, I didn't know that. Um but it, like you there's an option before she can be romanced to to, to just have sex to with do her. her. Mm. And if that happens, then you will never have her as a love interest. Yeah, because I, I, well, I... women are complicated. <laughs> you were saying that nothing. Miss you were, you're a liar. I yeah, I honestly don't remember. I'm sorry. It left me. I'm Mass Effect Two out since two years ago. Right, <laughs> I reviewed Mass Effect Two. Like I finished so that game good. before most people, like before it shipped for anybody, but. I lost my save, so now I'm going through and trying to beat it. And also, so is your save based off a of Mass Effect One save, or do you yes. have to play? Okay, that was still good. on my hard drive for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so I'm going back through it and making those decisions. Also, I never played the third or the the final DLC release, even though I Which bought it. The one that came out last Shadow year. Broker. No, not Shadow Broker. The one that was supposed to lead up to Mass Effect Three. Before what was, it came out. What it, was the last one? I thought Shadow Broker was the last um, one. No, Shadow Broker was in 2010. I forget the one name of the one you're talking about that specifically. It leaked. involves like a Reaper artifact and a trial in front of the council. You haven't played this DLC either, clearly. Now you got something to do this See, week. See, the thing that's weird is like having all that DLC. No, I did. I did play it because it does lead into Mass Effect 3. And I remember thinking like, okay, if this, if this, if if people don't play this... How are they going to know what's going on? I'm sure that it'll fill them in somehow. Yeah. Um, but no, I did play it. Having all that stuff that. installed from the beginning um, is sort of weird because now all that stuff is available right away. Yeah. Um, whereas previously, all the DLC that I played, it was after I had beaten the game. Right, right, right. So I came to it from a different perspective. And now it's like, oh, well, I could do that mission that's supposed to take place as a coda everything else or have some crew member that you never had right and have Mm -hmm. them like and actually it's to the point where i didn't i went to the citadel but i didn't recruit kasumi because i'm not sure what i have to do to make sure to keep her alive that by the final mission no clue either Um, they she she has kasumi and uh they have their own loyalty missions they well their mission is their loyalty mission yeah oh that's true they only have one um so I mean I could. They're not very complex characters. But you can also like you can have loyal people and still get them killed. Yeah. Um. So there's that. Yeah. Uh. And I don't know. I just like my dudes. Like yeah. I like Kasumi as a character. I just don't think that she's very well realized. Well, she's no. not. I mean, every no. time you go visit her in the cabin, she's like, she just I'll says talk about things. one thing and then yeah. to come back later. Like they'll yeah. tell stories like to the room, but you're not talking with them. The way right. You talk like to if you characters. look at it, like she and Zaid both do the same thing where if like, if you look at a, an object, they'll tell you about the object in their room. Right. But that's it. And that's, if they do downloadable characters for three, I really hope that they do something more interesting than that. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they're going to do downloadable characters. Yeah. I don't know either. Um, perhaps other video game show hosts <laughs> like me an adam sessler yes that you I, could, yes. That I want an adam sessler that i can gay romance with well okay that just got married <laughs> uh, are we still talking about mass effect 3 or just I, i'm just saying you know bald men of the world unite it's true uh, apparently he's shaving his head now good for you adam sessler exactly i it, agree i can own it own it own it so yeah going through mass effect 2 um appreciating that they're that the 
the controls and the gunplay in that game are only so-so, but the arena design in that game works well enough to compensate for it, uh, which is good. Yeah, that uh, is good. It works with the power usage and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I still, I really hope that between two and three, they hired somebody that worked on shooters to <laughs> work with them to really improve that system. And like the changes that they made to the combat that I played at last Judges Week before last year's E3 mm-hmm. indicated that they were going in that direction, but things were still so rough that it was hard to tell. Um, and I haven't played it again since then. I liked the shooting in two, though. It was fun. I, just, I thought it was fine. But yeah, fine is great. is the nicest thing I can say about it. Um, they, I didn't feel like the guns felt very good. Like they don't make a very satisfying sound. They they don't they don't feel punchy. I don't know. I, I feel like when we did our Mass Effect two spoiler casting, we all talked about how much we liked the actual gun combat. I think I talked about thinking it was just okay, but it was obviously way better than the first one. Hmm. Which is true. I mean, obviously, the shooting yeah. is way better than the first one. Yeah. But so yeah. Um, but I'm I'm. That's a really good game. It's a really good game, and also they patched the mining and stuff like that after we all beat it, right? So that it's way faster and gives you way more minerals. Yeah, so, so you don't have to go to nearly as many planets. Yeah. yeah. Um, and remembering certain little things like the the infected vi and robot sort of plot line mm-hmm. where you go to the ship and it's like everyone's dead and you go to the you find the crashed ship on the planet and everyone's dead and you find out what yeah. the deal is with that and yeah oh man i love that that one side mission where you where you go down to the to the planet and there's that crashed ship that's like hanging off the edge of a water right yeah and i did that super early and that's that's that was just so incredibly nerve-wracking the first mm-hmm. time i did it because mm-hmm. you weren't sure if it would actually collapse into the canyon <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and other little things like when you meet Ashley, for me it was Ashley because Ashley survived Me my too. Mass Effect playthrough. Yeah. I yeah. didn't play the first one, for me it was Ashley as well. Um, it mm. plays the original Mass Effect theme when she comes. Oh, does it? Yeah, oh, that funny cool. little Moog yeah, yeah, yeah. Like thing that's <laughs> like, this is like some 70s sci-fi <laughs> yeah. movie, which is awesome. Uh, like it plays that. And Mass Effect retro. Yeah, I just, and it also bums me out that that composer is no longer on mass effect three yeah but you know maybe it's a good thing i mean they have an army of good composers on three but the thing about mass effect and mass effect two to a slightly lesser degree is that they had such distinctive scores yeah um true so hopefully that's not a problem yeah we'll see what happens i am playing is just making me really excited for mass effect three not that i needed to be more excited but i am Waiting for Mass Effect 3, which some of us should have really, really soon. Yeah, I really need to go back through Mass Effect 2 and play a male renegade character. If you're going to do it, now is the time. Yep, now is the time. Um, now is yeah, the time. Yeah, if you want to fall behind in Star Wars. <laughs> Fucking Star Because Wars. otherwise you'll get ahead. <laughs> Wait. Star Wars. Uh, although I, someone did link me to a site called MassEffect2Saves.com. Yes. That isn't just PC Mass Effect 2 saves. It oh, really? It has Xbox oh, 360 Mass Effect 2 saves. And how do you get those to work, though? Uh, there are programs that will allow you to read 360 formatted USB drives on your PC. But how do you associate them with your gamertag? I'm not sure. It's probably other ways to hack that, I'm sure. There, yeah, I'm sure that... Like, it's just data. Because you can put your gamertag on a USB stick, too. You know, there's got to be ways to hack it. Hack them Cheetos. Yeah. And now it's probably even easier because, like profiles are way less locked down mm. um 
but yeah it's it's cool that you can um that you can do that on xbox because yeah. i i i remember seeing like that one woman who did like the 56 mass effect one saves just before mass effect two came out that's bananas yeah on her site she had like uh it was like a chart of like what each save like the decision points oh, you did in each, in each yeah. save huh i uh so I, you could conceivably do that for the first mass effect and then or just go into mass effect like go to the mass effect 2 saves thing and it might have like a list of decisions from the first mass effect to pick two I, yeah. I'm okay with just also with it. they have mm-hmm. the com- the comic from the PS3 version is now on the 360. Oh, it's in the marketplace. It's like three bucks. Any good? I think that it's it's a pretty shitty way of making up for Mass Effect. Uh, like it definitely is is nowhere near the experience of carrying a character over from the first game. Of the course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, it's an imperfect solution to an imperfect problem. Yeah, fair enough. Especially for PS3 owners that will never get that game yep stupid Microsoft <laughs> publishing Mass Effect oh bastards and then EA buying Bioware uh, yep so should we uh, take a break take a break some letters sure break 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 David writes in and he says I was wondering if you all were going to skip out and not cover E3 this year because of SOPA so you can show your stance on the SOPA bill and be an example of the gaming industry to help stand against it being passed and what I'll say did this come from like three or four weeks ago before those bills died no this this was sent January 29th at 5.07pm so what I will say is there's no way that I will not be going to E3 because IGN like your employment relies Cyclical on Cyclical year over year. E3 is a huge, like, ad revenue win yep. for, for major publications like that. Yep. It, like, unless they were to be like, guess what? E3 funds the murdering of babies in this African <laughs> country. Like, like, it, like something like SOPA. Like, because... Just because the ECA... ESA. Is, ESA, sorry. ESA. Very important very distinction different. there. Yeah. Um, ESA may support it like it's not like all the publishers that I'm there to do their games and stuff don't and they're going to be going which kind of forces our hand mm-hmm. so but regardless of my personal feelings there's no way like there's it's just out of the question that yeah. I could skip that yeah yeah I mean it's it's the same for me like maybe if it murdered a bunch of babies and fucked Anthony's mom exactly uh, otherwise otherwise it'd actually be the like, latter would make me want to go otherwise it would be like Arthur's <laughs> new site that that they're trying to to make sure that they can capitalize on momentum stuff and just be like, no, biggest game show of the year. Nah, yeah. just not going to do it. We're not going to talk to anybody. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Like in most of the companies that are at E3 spoke out against SOPA and in a yeah. meaningful way as opposed to the ESA's pretty craven yeah. like refutation of the of SOPA after it was dead. Yep. So, but no, I mean, no, we're not going to skip that. Like it's a totally unrealistic expectation to suggest that sites not go 
especially big sites. Like that is a big part of our coverage for the rest of the year, and it does a disservice to our readers. Well, not to mention it's it. it's a uh, you know where a bunch of announcements will be made and. Like a lot of people that don't go to E3, like I know if I don't go to E3, one of the years and years and years of my life that I didn't go to E3, the way I found out about it all was by going and reading sites that were there. Yeah. So Now, um, it would be super badass if like IGN and GameSpot and, you know, a bunch of sites all got together and were like, we're not covering it this year because of the ESAs and their, because of the ESA and their bullshit. But, you know, they're not going to because if they do that, they will go out of business. Yeah, because if we didn't, then GameSpot would. Right. And, you know. And get all the ad revenue. Exactly. And, yeah. Hey. Um, Brian writes in. My cat's being a dick. My cat bit she me. does. Um, Brian writes in and he says, After hearing you guys talk about Steam games and the annoying process of DirectX running every time mm. games installed, I figured I could shed some light on the subject. With the help from a Reddit post I saw from ways back, he gives a link. Mm. Without clicking the link, here's what you need to know. Microsoft uses a helper library within DirectX called D3DX. Most games use an entirely different helper library from one another. The real problem stems from the way Microsoft licenses DirectX and that they only allow games to carry the version of the helper library required to play that specific game. This is why every time it is important to not cancel running DirectX when you start up a freshly installed Steam game. Even if there is a redundancy with the required libraries, DirectX still must run to check the validity of the installed binaries. Basically, it is a bad licensing slash distribution scheme that adds to frustration. Valve are apparently looking into a way for this process to be streamlined, but it's not a major priority. So, huh? So let DirectX install. Don't. Yeah, cancel. which I always do because, like the, I think I did try to cancel it once. It can make problems. Yeah, well, it totally made it so that that game would never run. Like even if I downloaded it again and like deleted everything that I could find on my hard drive, that game would never run. And it was uh, it was one of the smaller indie titles that I was just kind of like messing around with anyway. I'm glad it wasn't like Skyrim or something like that. And this was well, several it wasn't years a game ago, that but mattered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Those fucking indie games. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, uh, so Jordan writes in and asks um, that uh, Arthur's. You know, you've mentioned on multiple occasions that you haven't been able to play Battlefield Three online with people. At least that's what I get from Arthur's tweets. Why haven't you guys set up any days where you could have community play dates? Um, would it be possible to get other members of the podcast to play during these sessions and make actual days when you can play games with us? So, can it's I be totally honest? When I'm playing games online. I don't want anybody listening to take this the wrong way because it's not about you. Like, I want to play with my friends. <laughs> and sometimes and I want to not talk to anyone. Right. And it's not that you aren't wonderful people because you could be, like, Gandhi or Hitler. I don't know you. But he, but he's uh, talking well, probably, about okay. I, I know you're probably not Gandhi or Hitler. But he's saying I guess he's talking specific about days. specific play days. I like I'm I get tired. Like I don't want to do that. Like you should uh, hit up. You know, if you're interested, start hitting me up on Twitter and letting me know what games you would be interested in doing it, and then maybe we can arrange something like not necessarily regularly, but you know, it, it might maybe not be bad. Idea. Somebody hit me. Somebody hit me up on uh, Twitter saying that hey, I heard you. You don't have enough people to play battlefield with on pc i was like you know what if i can stop playing star wars long enough i would probably actually right. friend this guy on steam because i'll friend pretty much anybody on steam the biggest thing to me is just that i don't like to talk to people i've discovered and uh <laughs> unless they're your friends and yeah well even sometimes even friends like when i play star wars 
everyone's like, we have a vent server, get an vent. And I'm like, nah, let's just, <laughs> let's just type to one another. Like, I do not want to use my vocal cords to speak to you. I would, I would actually be playing Battlefield right now with uh, Scott Lowe, Tina, and Aaron, but we're recording. And so, then I have a date after the podcast. So I mean, you like to use your vocal cords that much. I I think for Battlefield, Xbox, if you're playing play with Mass team, Effect, oh God, that's so awesome. I can't. I still can't get over it that, that everyone <laughs> loves to do this because I'm like, it's a fucking button press on a controller. I know it's not hard because I can be like in the kitchen, or I can be on the other side of the room. Like I can be with a laptop in my lap typing and just like. Well, Not even look up, I can say. Xbox but you're going to have play. to walk over to play the game anyways and ha- handle the controller. I think you just don't get it because you don't have a connect and you're not doing it. Once that Star Wars uh, That's why I haven't 360 Slim comes out with, <laughs> That's why. with connect and you have a fucking R2-D2 themed connect on your shelf. Where the fuck is that thing, man? I, think I should already have one of those by now. That'll probably be the last Xbox 360 that they release. Come the fuck on. Make um, me mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll be out soon. Um, but I mean, like, I uh, as far as Battlefield goes, my problem is that, like, Battlefield just seems to have dried up. Mm. Like, really, really fast. Faster than any any recent Battlefield and, game. And I've played Call of Duty a couple times with my friend, like, at, like split screen a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's not a game you talk to people. That's no. not a game you play with people either. Most of the time, you're just kind of doing your own thing. I mm-hmm. I have two modes with Call of Duty. Like I'll either play with like a full party of like eight people, like Vox Games people. We've actually played Call of Duty a few times, um, or I'll play by myself, and that's where I plug in my mic, mute it, and throw it on the floor <laughs> so that I don't have to hear anything. Right? Because um, God, that's awful. Uh, but I when I play, I want to play with my friends. And when I get random friend requests, I feel bad, but I turn them down because I have 91 or 92 friends right now. And they're all people that I know in real life or they're press friends that I need on there for work stuff. Yeah, I turn down random random requests on PlayStation and Xbox, but I'll pretty much friend anybody on Game Center or Steam. Right, because there's no limit, right? Yeah. Because there's I, no limit and because it's really easy to like hide from people, you know, that kind I of stuff. I typically turn people down unless they send a really clever personal message that i'm like you win access to the kingdom of me so i just we need a separation like between our public personas which are very out there and the time that we spend doing things for ourselves sometimes yeah which is sometimes part of the reason like i don't use twitter as often sometimes too because i start Mm -hmm. to write something and then i'm like this is not for everyone yeah but that but that's why you set up that's why you know the what was this guy's name again uh, that was Jordan. That's why Jordan is suggesting you set up a specific Correct. game night. Yeah, so you know, that it's not just like every time you log on, you're playing with a bunch of random people. It's like, you know that if you're logging on on this particular night, at this particular time, that you are you are playing as your public persona. I, would, I wouldn't mind having that, persona. especially if it be, could become a self-sustaining or something like the Gamers with Jobs guys have game nights and it's become so self-sustaining that even if they don't play... People like their listeners, yeah. their listeners will group. That together happens to on play. like the giant bomb servers, on giant bomb game servers. Like people just play there, and like there'll be zero people on like the for you know uh, all day long, and then suddenly it'll be like thirty-two people full all of a sudden because I guess the, somebody set up a community event or whatever. Um, Drew writes in. What up, Drew? And he says. With the recent reveal that the next Xbox will continue to use an AMD slash ATI GPU, it seems like the console would have an easier time running current Gen 360 games 
than the 360 did with original Xbox titles. My question is, considering longer console lifespans and the ubiquity of digital distribution, is backwards compatibility in next-gen consoles more or less important than it was with this gen? I think the backwards compatibility that's going to be the most important for the next Xbox is Xbox Live Arcade titles. Like, like being able to to play all the games that you bought digitally. Yeah, because mm. those are the games that I'm always, that are always there that I, I sometimes still pick up old Xbox Live like Arcade. The games. quick pick up and play games. Um, well, and, I mean, and, certain, it's, and because you don't have a physical disc for them, you have no sense of ownership. So you're saying being able to re-download them, them on yeah. the new Xbox. Um, yeah. And I mean, some games will obviously be important. Like in the event that there's not a new Xbox this year, and no, like the French guy from like Xbox France dude saying, no, there's not going to be anything this year means fuck all to me i don't think <laughs> yeah really. i still i um, still think it's a next year thing but i because quite honestly i think that microsoft keeps their european people in the dark as much as possible especially after last year they managed to keep the name of connect secret until two hours before their event when xbox italy spilled the fucking beans yeah. on connect and the new xbox i can <laughs> see where you're going with this halo 4 halo obviously. 4 like mm-hmm. needs to be backwards compatible mm-hmm. um the most recent modern warfare or black ops needs to be backwards compatible Mm -hmm. like that is how they keep their momentum with xbox live going into the next generation like those popular multiplayer games need to be backwards compatible yeah um for i mean at least a couple of years yeah um i think connect titles will need to be backwards compatible i think that they'll want to carry those forward um but otherwise they're not going to have any library right connect titles and that's important to people um so I think that's important, like, and that's less about backwards compatibility and more of just like a continuation of service expectations. Um, well, for the most for the most popular accessors of those services, yeah. Well, which would be the early adopters, yeah. Obviously, um, well, I was speaking more about the games themselves. Yeah, you know, like the still the the top two multiplayer games are Modern Warfare Three and Black Ops. So and then it's like Battlefield Three, and then it's Modern Warfare Two, and then it's Gears. Hmm. I think oh, those most recent go off topic for a second, <laughs> just because it's making me think about buying new systems. Go OT. Um, those most recent like additions to the like the Vita stuff has made me has made me almost want to buy one. What are the most recent? Oh, additions? is it that the three G one comes with all that stuff? Yeah, you, you know, like three G one for three hundred bucks comes with. It? Like little deviance, and uh, it comes with uh, and it, it comes with an eight gig memory card and a month free of data plan. Hmm. Yeah, you know, which like, is not a bad deal. It's not a bad deal. Like like just the memory cards at the th- and the two forty nine one comes with a four gigabyte card now. So they're like giving memory cards like, hey, it's an actual bundle now. <laughs> you know, still too much money for me. It is too much money for me too. But it, it was almost is it really enough. too much money for you? Is two hundred fifty dollars really too much money for you? You're a single adult making a decent wage, living by himself. Yes, it's too much money for me. Tell me for it's, you. <laughs> tell me it's too much for me, Arthur. It's not too much for you. You're an adult. That's an impulse purchase for you. You just spent a thousand dollars on a guitar. I know, but it's it is it is like money expenditures like that can be bad if you don't want to build savings. <laughs> if you're okay with having, <laughs> it's not like you're sp- you're not buying a new system every month. No, that's true. Um, you know, but I, I I I still I can't I haven't found the one game that is like the game that I just have to fucking have when it comes out either. Like that's mm-hmm. another issue for me. Like Uncharted. I mean, like I've I have actually seriously considered a Vita just for Wipeout a couple times. 
because I'm not. I'm not. Luminez is also coming out. Yeah, that'll be good. But I mean, I'm not. I'm not a wipeout obsessive like Ryan is. <laughs> no, but one like is wipeout obsessive like yeah, Ryan is. But I, I loved Pure so much, and I loved Wipeout HD and Fury, and like it just really, really makes me want to play that game, and that's the only way I can play it. Wipeout's a fucking wipeout game. So let's sure. let's take the podcast into a dark place. Uh oh. Oh, are we gonna read that letter? Yeah, I've decided. Um, Should I put on my goth clothes? Well, his name his clothes? name is used to. I don't think it's, it's his real name, but if it is, it's a badass name. It's like he says, "Do not read my name in that," doesn't he? The subject line says, "Do not read my name out, please." Uh-oh. <laughs> Shit. You well, fucking jerk. I didn't, read, I didn't read his name. No, you did. He st- you started to. Well, I was probably mispronouncing. You got his first name out. Well, he gives so much specific details right here that if they can't figure out who it is, then... Right. Well, anyway, moving right. on. A close friend of his suffers from depression. She has been receiving professional help for the past seven or eight years. She revealed to me last weekend that she tried to kill herself during the Christmas period by overdosing on pills. Obviously, she was not successful. Right. Um, no one, uh, bar her family, knows who she is staying with at the moment. Her family does know? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, okay. I care for her an awful lot and see her as my little sister. I've already lost one friend due to depression and don't want to lose another, obviously. Mm-hmm. The cliche of just be here for them didn't work for the first time. I'm grateful for her telling me what happened, but now I'm feeling helpless because I want to protect her, but I don't know how. I don't expect you guys to have a silver bullet of a solution, but I'm hoping maybe you or your listeners would have some kind of advice uh, to highlight on the subject. So, huh? I mean, I've had... Su- like suicidal depressive friends I've had friends that have had like nervous breakdowns and that sort of thing mm. it's cool if her family knows um, but Depends I'm curious on how helpful the family I'm is. curious if her doctor knows yeah like the person that she's getting professional help from it's a good point like that that's a pretty important one and yeah. full disclosure with your doctor is an important part of the therapeutic process exactly at this point my therapist mm-hmm. is pretty much no holds barred every time I'm in there mm-hmm. so like I'm just saying, like uh, it's a prison rodeo every day. I would just, <laughs> I would just, uh, I would try and talk to her and make sure that she's told her therapist. Yeah. Because as much as you want to help her, you're not necessarily equipped to do so. Yeah. Which I think is why sometimes people tell you like, just be there for them. But honestly, you can only do so much for someone if they if they want help or not. And I and I don't know if this I don't know if this is good advice for this specific situation, but. Um, when my girlfriend had cancer, the worst thing for her was when people would try to be supportive. And, uh, and I guess if you've been like depressed or if you've had like a, a really serious illness like that or something, then you can sort of know what it means about how people are like, they treat you kind of like you're walking on eggshells all the time and they're really, they're extra saccharine around you and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like the one thing that my girlfriend said she always appreciated about me and that what she thinks is really supportive was when uh, you just treat him like a normal person. Yeah. It used to bother me more than anything when I'd be going through like my worst periods and my parents would call me and be like, how are you doing? Yeah. And I'd be like, well, I don't want to talk about how I'm doing. Oh, how are you? How are you doing? Is everything going better? You know. I pay someone expensive monies to go in there and tell them how I'm doing. (laughs) I find just saying, how are things to friends? Because that covers a lot of ground. Exactly. That's a little specific. I guess it's uh, people get more specific. Like, how are you feeling lately? Right. I'm like, well, I don't want to talk about my feelings. So we know that you're a giant fucked up piece of shit. 
How's that fucked up piece of shit thing working out for you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's when I. Yeah, that's yeah, when I yeah. get like, how can I weed myself out of this conversation as fast as humanly possible? Well, and and, and my girlfriend Eleanor, Eleanor, used, she used to say to me that people all the time, they didn't know how to talk about cancer and they didn't know how to talk about that kind of stuff, but yeah, they I always would. wanted to talk about it. And she's like, I deal with, I would do be dealing with that like all day, every day. The I guess last thing so I want selfish, when I hang out like, without people is it, to. And the reasoning there is because I don't take this the wrong way, Matt, but yeah. your girlfriend being someone with cancer that could very well have killed her right. is a reminder of their own mortality. Yeah. And talking to her is their way of de- reconciling the fact that they're going to die. Yeah. So, somewhat, and I think sometimes people too, it's like, if I don't bring it up, does that make me an asshole? So I should bring it up. Right. And right, it's like, right. but I don't know how to bring yeah, it up. Well, that's the same thing she, she would say. Like she knew it always came from a good place, but it made it worse. Uh, and this might not be what uh, the gentleman who wishes not to be named wants to hear, <laughs> but your friend may need to be hospitalized. For That's treatment. what I'm saying. Does her yeah. therapist know that she yeah, tried exactly. this? Like, and that might be why she's not telling them, but no one's going to... I don't think that... Doctors don't want to hospitalize people just because uh, most doctors don't get off on the idea of No, but once, they, once they've patients. actually tried to harm themselves. Yeah. I mean, if she's a danger to herself, then that's a problem. And sometimes the thing about families is like, they care enough and they don't want to do anything to distress them, especially when they're in a stressful point that they'll let them do something like try and kill themselves and they won't hospitalize them because mm-hmm. they think like that's not what they want. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to do what they want. And right. Sometimes, you know, sometimes, what sometimes you got to leave your kid in jail overnight to make, <laughs> teach him a lesson. <laughs> to teach him a lesson. That's what my parents always told me would happen to me if I ever got caught drinking before I was 21. <laughs> well, we just leave you there. So, um, um, there are lots of other letters that we could read. Did you want to keep going or? Uh, I mean, we, so I will say we got sent like 12 letters since last week. There are letters last, we didn't read last week. Um, sure. If 12 letters, one, 12 if, letters on what? If you see one, you want to kick it to. Oh, when it. you said 12 letters, I thought you meant like on a specific subject. Like they no, were no, on the same I'm, I'm, I'm going back right now, but I'm just saying, Arthur, if there's one you wanted to jump into. Um, we read... Okay, I think we, I feel like we read this one, but it was marked unread. This is awesome radio. Sorry. <laughs> From Adam about him and his girlfriend of a number of years recently broke up. Oh, did we read that one? That yeah, sound. we did. We did. We did. Uh, because he sent in a second. Yes. One. Okay. D- oh, he sent in a second. Forever. So what's yeah, the follow up? That line specifically. Um, is this a follow up email? He, like, no, he sent in a follow up email. He this did. Is, uh, oh. Hi, Rebel FM. Thanks for answering my relationship question last week. A day or two later, she told me there's no chance of us getting back together. So that made my decision for me. I'm glad that she, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad exactly. she listened it's... to the podcast and decided to, <laughs> to break it to you as, as brutally as she and could. More seriously, Adam, I think I respect the fact that she just told you. Exactly. Instead of taking the easy I way out you and that... not wanting to break your heart. Or She's a good person feelings. for that one. Because I've mm-hmm. had, I had one girl that was like, let's take a break. And I was like, okay, we're on a break. Then I called her up a month later and I was like, so we've been on this break. And Whoa. she's like, and she's like, oh, we have been. And I was like, that's what you fucking said. And she's like, oh, no, it was just we're done. And I was like, oh, you said break. break. Yeah. So that yeah. was a break. She <laughs> broke up with. Yeah. You. yeah. She meant break in the other sense. Exactly. To yeah. say it's over. Not as in like we just need some time. break, not break like spring. 
Yeah. Break like your heart. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you should be, th- you. in the long run, I bet you'll be very thankful. For in the meantime, that. unfriend her on Facebook. <laughs> exactly. Uh, or have a friend unfriend her for you on Facebook. Take her off of your instant messenger list. Take off like, like social media is poison in the midst of a breakup. It's true. Just to throw that out there. It's an excellent tool for just fucking ta- tormenting yourself. I say um, this from experience. So one one listener did write in, Todd, and he said uh he said uh he wanted to give you advice about a mouse pad. Oh yeah. You've been talking about mice so much. Yeah. He said people spend tons on fancy mice, but then use terrible surfaces like tabletops, upside down legal pads, <laughs> uh, you know, terrible mouse pads that come free with computers. He says, I found that a good mouse pad was more important than anything else. He says, I mm. use something called a rat pads. With rat a Z pads. at the end. That it sounds was, like a sanitary napkin. It was given to me as a surprise <laughs> gift nearly 10 years ago, and I liked it so much that I've bought three more for my computers at home and work. Wow. They, along with many other similar products, are textured, low friction, hard plastic mouse pads. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, is it one of those that, that feel like a thin cutting board? Yeah, they're like what Alienware used to ship with all their computers. Right, right. yeah, that's what I mean. So, I have a solid steel one made by Razer. That is like a giant metal cutting board. I have a giant. Solid steel. Oh, no, it's a, sorry. It's like aluminum. Aluminum yeah, but steel alloy. Uh, so aluminum is, that works with a laser mouse? Yeah, but it's it's like. I would it's have a thought matte that, surface yeah, painted Yeah, it's made to be it, matte. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Um, I have the, the Razer Battlefield 3 fucking enormous mouse Oh, yeah. Pad. It's like three feet long. This thing <laughs> it's like a scroll. like the greatest mouse pad I've ever owned. My, uh, I've been, uh, forever, I've been using, uh, you know, you know, like uh, sketchbooks, like black sketchbooks. Like hardbound sketchbooks. Yep, I have several. How, yeah, how they have that texture. They all have like that same leather texture, surface. Fake leather surface. That makes a fucking great mouse pad. And that's what I've been using. But like I have thought from time to time about like I need something that's because that works well for my desk at home. But now that I've got a laptop that I can boot into Windows and I have my I have it with me on the go, I would I need to find a mouse pad that I can take with me on the go that isn't like some cheap ass thing that's going to fall apart and not yeah. something that's three feet long like a battlefield mouse pad I'm, sometimes i think the only thing worse than the hardcore apple fanboys are the hardcore anti-apple fanboys well, I, I think they're both someone who's an bad. anti-apple fanboy uh, like, yeah, hey, fuck off and kill yourself Aaron durable fm next time ryan o'donnell tries to talk about computers like he knows about them please tell him to stop misleading the listeners <laughs> origin computers are better than mac pros in every way Apple will charge buyers out the ass for outdated technology just because they can. Please do more research next time. Aaron, go fuck yourself. Origin <laughs> computers are so expensive. They are beautiful looking machines. Also, yeah. but sweet Jesus, are they a lot of money. Just throwing this out there, like the components that go into Mac towers are typically like server parts that are tested for dur- durability and fucking impossible to find on the secondhand market or through like wholesale market. Like the last Intel Macs before they mm-hmm. upgraded to the i7s mm-hmm. used processors that were like a thousand to twelve hundred each, wow. just for the processor. Yeah. So shut up, Aaron. <laughs> also, you don't have to be an asshole. You can be nice about things. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a totally different way that you could have put that email that would have made us at least consider it without being like, yeah, you, you can go fuck off. Nah. Nah. It's I, good. To, I, it's good to have a good fuck you every now and then. I'm right? immediate. I'm immediate. <laughs> um, 
So Arthur, I don't know if there's any other messages you particularly saw that you wanted to read. Um, because I'm 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 tapped out. There was one that I saw that I'm looking <laughs> for. Um, God damn it. So sometimes, I, what I will say to go back to mousepad talk while Arthur looks for this email, hmm. I pretty much use nothing but Razer mousepads, and I think hmm. that's because I've been lucky enough to acquire them for free. But I love them all. <laughs> you love them. Uh, all. I also really like Razer's uh, portable mousepads they make, and by por- that sounds retarded. I know. Oh, sorry. That sounds rword.org, I know. But, uh, but it's a... Uh, that doesn't really make are, it better. Are, I know. Are they the ones that roll up or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, They're yeah, the yeah. ones that come and they roll into a tube that it comes with. It's right. just the stupidest thing, right? No, like, it make, my, that, that makes perfect sense to They're me. They're really that, thinly made. I was going to say that makes it really portable. But uh, but my, my thing about... I mean, my big problem with uh, mouse pads, portable or otherwise, is that... You know, you need something like, um, fuck, I forgot his name already. The guy who wrote in about like his hard surface mouse pad or whatever. You need a mouse pad like that because they fall apart so quickly after such minor use. You know, yeah, or they, you're are doing with your or they get pads. frayed ends, like the material <laughs> yeah. on them gets frayed. Yeah. And, the, and the reason I like my like aluminum, like steel, like alloy one is mm-hmm. that it's easily cleanable it doesn't get like that mm. nasty staining from my skin oils over time like cloth ones do yeah exactly yeah. you guys are gross you're gross i'm like, just saying the ones that are like the jelly feeling stuff with uh-huh. a thin layer of like picture cloth they're on, terrible it always looks gross after a while like it you does. put one soda on it and it's just like <laughs> who does that <laughs> everyone everyone no one in my house a cat could walk on it and cats exactly. have all kinds of nasty shit on their feet um this is from david uh, with the subject line GameStop gets pwned, which I understand why you wouldn't want to read that email with that subject line. But uh, David says, I recently read an article stating that the new Xbox potentially would not play used games. As a PC gamer, personally, I do not take issue with this as we have never been able to trade in games. This does make me wonder, could GameStop survive if Sony and Microsoft go this route? Or would they attempt to negotiate upfront to remove such a feature? P.S. As a relatively competent PC gamer enthusiast, thanks... Shame on Arthur for letting Tyler attempt his first build solo. He may now be forever turned from the glorious money pit that is PC building. <laughs> Dave Bird. Arthur's helped Tyler a uh, lot. Yeah, first yeah. of all, Arthur built Tyler his first computer, the one that lasted him a few years before he fucked it up. <laughs> uh, He's not here to defend himself. No, but he fucked it up. Uh, <laughs> second of all, I went and checked out his computer. I'm the one that helped him figure out what was wrong with the components he bought. Yeah. Um, what was wrong with it? You guys the processor it was dead. That's right. That's right. Dead processor. That's right. Uh, yeah. With his new processor, the motherboard power pins were bent, uh, so they weren't making a connection. Now he's playing PC games. Yeah. Right now, yeah. Instead of being on this podcast, he's fucking playing PC games, probably. Uh, but I, Tyler wanted to build his shit by himself. I told him that he shouldn't build something by himself, that it takes... Like, that it's best to have someone walk you through the process at least one or two times before you do it yourself. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think that Anthony and I have done this multiple times. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I had a my my friend Glorious in Orange County. He was the one that helped me build my first two uh, two or three PCs. What was his name? Glorious. Okay. And yes, that's his real name. So I had a very excited mom. Yeah, well, um, he he was named, this is true, after the glorious United States of America. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. What's his last name? Tran. 
Oh, Vietnamese. So his family was like, we fucking love America. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what he always told me. But Glorious has a fucking amazing sense of humor. I mean, so why he not been believe making that? that up for the last why, 12 years? Why not believe that? Yeah. Really? Um. <laughs> um, but the thing is, to go back to this guy's question, the reason I'm so skeptical about this being real isn't because could GameStop survive? It would be could these companies survive with all the companies that wouldn't carry their system? Like if you could, mm. if your shit could not work with used games, would GameStop be, could just put their foot down and be like, no. It will play used games, or, or we're not going to yeah, carry your shit. Exactly. Yeah, so, like, yeah, that's, exactly. That's the problem that that the no used games thing suffer like suffers from with the hardware makers, and the same thing with offering their games for digital download on day one. Yeah, like the the PSP Go had this issue. I think. yeah, which is that I mean, if they play chicken with retailers, they lose because yeah. they sell hardware at virtually no margin at all, and those are things that take up shelf space in a GameStop or a Walmart or a Target. And ostensibly, those places make some money on games. So carrying hardware is, is part of the relationship. It's like it's the the blowjob from the girl who doesn't really like doing it, for lack of a better term, because <laughs> that's part of the relationship you're in. But once they, if the the hardware manufacturers were to say, well, you know, you, you can't play used games on your shit and every retailer now has a used game yeah best buy does amazon mm-hmm. does mm-hmm. yeah uh like you're disincentivizing them carrying your product like the thing that people need to get to play your thing like the thing that the console ecosystem revolves around which is the console yeah but i mean like in the is it but could it ever really come to the point where gamestop was like well we just won't carry your hardware i mean they're not going to do that either I mean, because they need not? people because they need their customers to buy the hardware to buy the games that they actually make the money on. I mean, they sort of scaled PSP support way way back. Like that's Yeah, but P, but PSPs aren't 360s or whatever the next Xbox is, you know. Also, I mean, there's like, a, there's a huge economy of scale here where these companies are irrevocably tied together and there's a point at which you know, like they're going to be able to dick each other over without the other one being able to do anything about it. I, I, I don't know. I mean, we've seen an example like over the last 20 years of a hardware maker fucked over by the shitty way they treated retail, which is Sega. Hmm. Like what happened least, there? I, released, I don't know the story. The Saturn was it as a KB exclusive. Oh, you, you, you got um, me on this. <laughs> if I remember I correctly, know. uh, they announced instant availability of the Saturn at the 1995 E3. Yeah, but I mean, how KB big exclusive. was the game? How big was the game industry back then? It was still pretty large. It was nothing like it is no, now. No, it wasn't. But I mean, like GameStop and all those other retailers are moving into other areas. And honestly, if if one manufacturer were to take that route and another didn't, it would give them a competitive advantage. Yeah. Well, that's that's totally true. I mean, like if Microsoft doesn't and Sony doesn't, then yeah, Sony has the advantage. But so, but I, you know, I could also see it where Microsoft and where Microsoft does it and Sony goes, "Hey, that's a good idea." It could. I mean, if Sony were smart, they'd be copying Microsoft more and I think that they will next generation. Like I don't yeah. think online play will be free on the next PlayStation. I doubt it too. Um like they're they're trying like- they're pushing to make plus like this cooler thing, but it's going to go from plus to need. As long as, as long as when it becomes need, the service is better than on, it is. Yeah, on yeah. par with Xbox Live, which it's not. Right. As right long now, as it's not. No. As long as home still rules. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, as long as long as we have the home to go back to. Yeah, I have no. God damn it, Matt. Home <laughs> sucks. <laughs> the funny thing is, like every have you have you logged on to home? Like recently? Uh, not recently. Dude, there's always people in home. Oh, there's always people. Yeah. Like that shit's popular enough that they keep it going and I don't get it. It's a bullet. It's a marketing point. Like it's something that they can say that they have. But no, I'm not talking about it being a marketing point. I'm talking about there being users who use home. It exists. People still play. But then again, I don't understand Second Life People still life play either. the original EverQuest. Which yeah. is about to go free to play finally. Yeah. Really? Yes. Wow. According time to the to email back, I got Matt. yesterday. It's time to go I back. Never, I never played EverQuest. I checked recently, Chuff, my level 55 dwarf. He's still there. I've never played EverQuest. I mean, why, like, I, I can't imagine going back to one of those old MMOs. It would be the most frustrating experience in the world. Yeah, they've tried to, since in a post-World War World of Warcraft era, they've tried to add things like, like you know, instant teleport things, mm-hmm. like, you know, quick travel and stuff. But mm-hmm. it's still, like, it's still ensconced in, like, this in the 90s can you can you imagine like having to camp outside of a of a monster den and just for wait t- for it to respawn wait for it waiting for it to respawn and hoping that you can get the first hit on it before somebody else does <laughs> oh the wild west <laughs> i miss it but i don't at all you know you know one a, a game i was thinking about recently that i actually sort of strangely miss even though i never got super into it was uh ultima online like, cause I played the beta Man, of you that. You talk about the fucking Wild West. I know. I played the beta of that like crazy, and then when it actually came out and got mobbed with people, and you couldn't go ten seconds without getting ganked by somebody, that's when I stopped. Playing. I don't remember what MMO it was. There was an MMO that was like it played an isometric view. That's Ultima. No, but there was another one that like mm. everyone left EverQuest for at one point. I'm. It wasn't Ultima though. No. If you Ultima said the name, was, I, I would remember. Was Ultima yeah. before EverQuest? Yeah. Yeah, and and this was one that came out during while we were playing EverQuest and. You could build like guild cities, and you had like a guild tree in your guild city that people could come and attack and murder. This Anyways. is this is sounding like Ultima, but I don't know. Like I remember when my friends played Ultima, and they like all freaked out and like camped out of their computers because they were about to start offering houses. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember. And, like that. there was this crazy real estate boom and bubble and scandal. Yeah, in Ultima, which I remember nothing else about. Other than <laughs> didn't that, that didn't the same thing happen in Star Wars Galaxies? Like there's just player housing everywhere that Man, nobody actually did anything. The with. funny yep. thing about that is, like, to incentivize clearing it, like they basically gave players rewards for destroying for right, player houses. That, yeah, <laughs> which is awesome. Like, that is awesome. That's a really inventive way to deal with that. But um, yeah, Star Wars Galaxy. You know, in some ways, I'm a little sad that I never played it. Not yeah. even for like ten minutes. No, me either. I never did either. The uh, I would actually uh, I keep waiting for somebody to do something along the lines of like the that uh, that fake MMO in that in the book Ready Player One. That's uh, anyway. You'd have to read the book to understand what I'm talking about. It's a good book. Read it. Remember, you can send in your letters to letters at eat dash sleep dash game dot com. Bam. We like letters. We like letters most of the time unless you're a dick, like that guy who was talking about Ryan. Don't be a dick. <laughs> or be a dick, but make it funny. Yeah, funny is good. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Chuff Money. You can find Arthur on Twitter at A-E-G-I-E-S. You can find Matt on Twitter at Talking Orange. You can find the work I'm doing on IGN. You can find the work that Arthur's doing at uh, theverge.com slash gaming. Gaming. com slash gaming. And uh, you can see the stuff that Matt does all over the place. 
like literally all over the place at yeah, the end of Once Upon a Monster. for lots of companies. Once Upon a Monster. Emphasis on shit, right? Call of Duty Elite. <laughs> so it's out there. It's out there. Do it. It's Support around. them. And uh, we'll see you all next week.